Hello and welcome to Let the Growth Flow, a spiritual place to heal mind, body, and soul. My name is Alexis and I'll be your host. My hope for this podcast is to help people learn about all things spiritual at the same time allowing themselves to heal in any way that they need to. I plan to do that by sharing my own spiritual experiences as well as bringing other spiritual mentors onto the show. Hello, hello, and welcome back to another episode of Let the Growth Flow. It is nice to be back. Just feels really good to be back in action after a couple months of chaos, I want to say, but maybe just my own self-chaos, but it is back. good to be back nonetheless. And this week, I don't, let's see, I don't think I have any crazy announcements. The only thing I have to announce is that this Friday, December 3rd, is the virtual new moon meeting. We meet via Zoom. Um, and we do everything just the same as the in-person new moon meeting and we just meet via zoom instead of in person and then the in-person new moon meeting is December 4th in Huntington Beach you can register for both of those on my website alexiseastintuitivehealing.com and you can also sign up for online or in-person medium readings and reiki sessions on the website also So this week, I wanted to talk about a couple topics, one being just talking again about new moon circles and what they look like and diving a little deeper just to explain new moon circles and why I do them. And then I also just wanted to talk about releasing anger and all emotions and then how our dreams can be a tool to help us heal or help us dive deeper into shadow work. So a lot of random topics, but for some reason I'm feeling called to discuss literally literally all of them. So that's what we're going to do today. And before we hop into all of that, I wanted to do kind of a December weekly glance. So I'm going to pull a tarot card for each week of this month since it is December 1st today and I'm using the Wild Unknown Tarot by Kim Kranz. This is the only tarot deck I have and I love it. So let's see what this month of December has in store for us. Okay so the first card that I have is the Fool which is super fitting because the Fool is the first card in the Major Arcana. It is the card that starts the journey through the Major Arcana, which is so, I'm saying it's fitting because it's the last month of 2021 and we're about to enter the new year. So begin to ask yourself, what do I want out of this year? What am I looking forward to? What are my goals? And Just be willing to embrace the journey ahead, the highs, the lows, the in-betweens, and remembering that it is a journey, and no matter what, you're going to make it through it. The second card we have is the Ace of Wands. So Ace of Wands is going to be the energy for the second week in December. It's a very high energy card, and it also indicates growth all around you. So 
start asking yourself again, what am I focusing on? What am I running from? What needs to be kind of put into the light so that I can rebirth, so to speak? A very like fertile time. So this can mean literally pregnancy or just a rebirth is on the horizon. So again, there's this like hint towards new beginnings and fresh starts and enjoying the journey and the energy of newness. For the third week in December, we have the Ace of Swords. So literally another Ace. This is so many beginnings. I feel like this is kind of symbolizing that you're going to begin seeing everything. So I just feel really called to tell you all that it feels like there's been a lot hidden in the shadows. Like it's been shoved away and hidden in the dark, whether it's emotions, um, things that you don't want to deal with in your life, and that it's going to be brought to the light so you can sort of see everything. And it might feel kind of stormy, but through shedding light on this, it's going to allow you to gain some clarity and begin making those decisions for the next new year. And then the last card we have is Eight of Pentacles. This card is really beautiful in this deck. It shows a spider in the center of a web. And energetically speaking, spiders symbolize hard work and dedication and like craftsmanship and skill. So it feels like the last week in December, you're going to again gain some clarity on what your focus is, what your passion is and how to kind of create it into something that is a working web, so to speak. So start paying attention to any small detail any small details, anything that you're enjoying, anything you're not enjoying and hone in on that because it feels like you're close to really mastering and figuring out what your skill is. All in all, it feels like December is preparing us for fresh starts <laughs> energetically. And I know that makes so much sense because it's the end of the year. So I hope that helps give you all some insights on this month. And now I want to hop into discussing what a new moon circle is. So new moon circles or ceremonies or goddess circles, they can all be called the same thing, but they're all about honoring grandmother moon and her cycles. So the moon changes through a 28-day cycle from full moon all the way to new moon. And through each phase that the moon goes through, there's a different energetic and spiritual meaning. And I'm not going to dive into each meaning of moon in this episode, but I do specifically want to talk about what the new moon energy represents. And the new moon energy represents the beginning of the next lunar cycle. So that's the beginning of the phase. The new moon leads through all the other phases up to the full moon. So energetically, it symbolizes new beginnings, a fresh start, and brings this energy of excitement and motivation for most people. Based on your cycle, the way you feel around the new moon could be different. But as a whole, typically new moons have this excitement and motivational energy. So during a new moon circle, it's common for women to come together and gather to kind of harness this energy and sit in each other's energy to get in touch with their feminine. 
and energy and to bond with each other through sharing their goals, intentions, and embracing one another for all that they are. So gathering together and sitting with one another and just chatting and supporting is a very feminine aspect. And it's something that has been kind of shoved away in today's society because as many of you probably know and realize, today's society is very patriarchal and we don't often allow enough time for us to sit with our girlfriends solely in that feminine energy and there's something so powerful about it. So actually, women coming together and sitting in the feminine power is a very ancient practice. And it wasn't until the last couple hundred of years when the patriarchy raised that it pushed the divine feminine to be forgotten. And I'm not bashing masculine energy and praising feminine energy. I'm just simply stating that when we allow both to exist individually, uh, it allows for harmony with one another and it creates a better flow of balance in the natural world within ourselves and in return the collective so i know that's kind of a lot to think about but it's basically another reason why gathering with girlfriends once a month or every once in a while is a really great idea because it allows your energy to refresh and renew and tune into that feminine energy and then quickly i wanted to run through what a new moon circle looks like with me So whether you're joining online or in person, my new moon ceremonies always start with a little bit of education on what the new moon is, if you're not sure, and why I started the circles, which was to sit in this feminine energy and also to start tracking cycles with the moon and um, the zodiac signs. So... I start with a little bit of education about the sign that the moon is falling in and what new moons are, and then I move into a meditation that I write specifically for the astrological sign that that new moon is falling in. For example, December is falling in the sign of Sagittarius. So based on the Sagittarius energy, I kind of tune into that and write a meditation based on the aspects of Sagittarius that we want to embrace during this new moon. Um, After the meditation, I allow time for journaling of what came up during the meditation and then open it for sharing. We then move into an activity that I curate specifically, again, for the zodiac sign that we're in and to help you release and connect with your own energy. Again, after we complete that activity, there's time to journal about it and share. And then we move into intention setting slash manifestation rituals. So most of the time we're writing down these manifestations, but the biggest thing, which is my favorite part, is sharing your affirmations out loud or your manifestations, excuse me, out loud because there's power behind your voice. And then we just allow in the circle for you to feel supported in sharing your manifestations. After the manifestation ceremony and intention setting, we will sometimes join hands depending on the mood of the group. Um, We'll join hands or I'll have you all lay down and I will send group Reiki to you all to kind of just completely reset and have you ending in an energetically well place. And honestly, sending the group Reiki at the end is one of my favorite things because 
it's always super uplifting and moving. And um, a lot of times it's the first experience that in women in my new moon circles have experienced energy and feeling energy for the first time. So it's super cool to feel that. If you're interested, come join my new moon circles. Moving on from new moon circles, I wanted to just briefly touch on releasing anger and embracing anger and sadness and fear and all of these emotions that could be considered negative. I want to first direct you all to an amazing, amazing podcast. This episode is titled Joy Esler, Understanding Our Emotions with Chinese Medicine. So in this episode, the host of the podcast interviews a licensed acupuncturist and Chinese herbalist and doctor of medicine, medicinal Qigong. And this is so important. I just... I want everybody to listen to this podcast episode because they in Chinese medicine, there's this belief that emotions are not bad or good. They simply just are. And when we label them good and bad, that's what results in us kind of shoving the quote unquote bad emotions down and not allowing ourselves to feel them, which is what then creates sickness and pain in our bodies. So it all goes hand in hand with Reiki as well, because in Reiki, we're working on bringing those hidden emotions that are trapped in your body because you've shoved them down so far and not felt them up to the surface so that you can feel them and heal. So it's a wonderful, wonderful podcast episode to listen to, but I wanted to talk about this because the past week, it's come up on my radar on on Instagram through Reiki sessions that I've received and Reiki sessions that I have been giving to other people that y'all need to start getting in touch with your anger, your fear, your despair, like any of these emotions that are coined negative or bad because they are just festering inside of your body. And realizing that those emotions are also really big and can make us feel scared because we don't know how we're going to react to them. For example, when we feel angry, we really might want to throw stuff or scream and freak out because anger is a a big emotion, just as happiness is a big emotion and love is a big emotion. And beginning to understand that expressing that emotion is healthy. Also remember that there is a fine line between taking your anger out on other people and allowing it to come out in a healthy way. It's just something I want you guys to start thinking about. And I want to leave you with just go listen to that podcast episode. (laughs) It'll leave your mind really open. But um, I'm not a professional in this aspect. So I want you to go listen to somebody who is so that it can help you on your healing journey. Lastly, I know this podcast episode, we have like 10 million things to talk about today, but I just am feeling so drawn to talk about each is how to use your dreams as a way to help you heal and work through shadow work. So what I want to say here is any dream that is super vivid or any dream that you may term as a nightmare, like it makes you feel a little scared or it brings up a little sense of fear, are dreams that are your subconscious mind or your spirit team sending you messages so that you can heal in your waking life. So my 
best tip for you is when you have those dreams, wake up and try to think of them right away. If you can, write stuff down. If you can't write, just replay the entire dream in your mind or say it out loud to your partner if they're in the same room as you or around you after you woke up. Because once you remember what the dream was about, the next step is kind of pinpointing what it was telling you. For example, I'm going to use a way that this kind of works with me. So within the last couple of months, I had a dream about the school I went to throughout middle school and high school, and I was seeing a lot of people that I would have went to school with in middle school and high school. I wasn't understanding in my dream why I was going back to this place because I wasn't seeing any friends that I was still in contact with from high school. I was actually seeing people that I wasn't as close to, and it was kind of confusing to me, but the dream was so vivid I wanted to sit with it. So once I woke up, I replayed through the dream in my mind, and then I actually meditated as soon as I woke up, which is another great tool. If you find yourself getting to a point where you're thinking of the dream and you're like, "Mm, I'm not too sure what this is symbolizing for me, and I'm feeling confused, I urge you to either journal or meditate. So through my meditation, I was also being shown these little memories and clips um, of yes, specifically memories, specific memories. And it made me realize I was working through something that I needed to heal from high school and that was being triggered at the moment. And I would have not realized that if I were not paying attention to my dreams and making a conscious effort once I woke up to get to the bottom of it. So I just don't want you guys to write off that your dreams are a great tool for you to help yourself begin healing. I actually really, really like this topic. And as I'm talking, I might look into finding a guest to bring onto the show to kind of discuss this more and to just help you guys gain the most information for you to let the growth flow through healing with your dreams. So overall, take note of the vivid dreams are the dreams that feel like nightmares and then sit with them the next morning. Journal, meditate, and try to feel out what they symbolize to you. The last tip I'm going to say is go with the first thing that pops into your mind. Don't overthink it because intuition is instant. So the first thing that pops into your mind, like, oh, I feel like this is symbolism of a rebirth. This is symbolizing that I'm releasing and rebirthing myself through he- my healing process, then that's what it most likely probably means. I would not sit and overthink anything too much, but just allow yourself enough time to have that initial thought come up. I think you'll be very surprised to see the healing that comes through with that. I know we covered a lot in today's episode and I hope that you all could keep up and that it made sense and that these tips will help you bring forward the final healing that you need to to end 2021 and start 2022 fresh. I'm going to try my best to focus the next three weeks leading up to the new year on tips and tricks for setting goals and releasing and healing whatever you need to that's left in this year because 2021 I feel like was collectively the year of realization and healing. Thank you so much for listening. You can book 
Reiki sessions, medium readings, and your new moon circle spots on my website, Alexis East Intuitive Healing. I'll see you all next week. And until then, let the growth flow.